Hi, and welcome to the Light of the Lioness show. I am your host, Felicia, aka The Lioness, and I am so excited that you have joined me on today. Well, hello, hello, hello. Hey, great ones. Welcome to the Light of the Lioness show. I am your host, Felicia. We finally made it. It has been a very interesting 2020, and we have one more quarter of this year. So we're going to keep paying attention to what's going on in the world, but most definitely um, keeping our eyes and our hearts focused on God and what and how he's showing us different things. Um, I pray that your families are okay. I pray that you are okay mentally, physically. These are just some very interesting times um, that none of us could have predicted how any of us um, would have made it through based on everything that we're going on, based based on everything that's going on today. So I wanted to bring you into, um, I think this upcoming week will be the beginning of fall, either this week or next week. So I'm very excited because I don't like the heat. I love the cold and cool weather. So I'm about to be extra excited <laughs> for the remainder of the year. Um, so without further ado, I wanted to go ahead and jump into our, jump into our topic for today. And this is episode 12, (laughs) the season one, episode 12. We finally made it. I mean, this one is entitled Reset. I think this will be my final one on the Reset series before we jump into something new, probably for this season, Uh, season one, Reset. And this is episode 12, Reset, Who's in Control? And this is a very, it's a very sensitive topic, but it's, it is one of the most vital topics. And I think very on time for exactly what we're facing, how we're feeling and how we're dealing with the pandemic, unemployment, education systems, just pretty much every structure that is being rocked and shaken right now. And so with that happening, it is so vital that we really examine who is in control. I don't believe that God is the source of the pandemic, but he's definitely allowing it. And I think for good reason to expose just exactly how and where our world is. And for us individually, who we really believe is in control. If you thought that you were in control and in charge and you knew everything that was going to happen from today to tomorrow, 10 years from now, this moment in time, I hope, has rocked you to the core to recognize that we truly need something or someone to believe in who knows all, who knows the end from the beginning, who knows not only what's around the corner, but what is down the road. And so control is the topic for today. And control is defined as the power to influence or direct people's behavior or the course of events. And when I was researching um, just this word and thinking about my own life, I know I have struggled uh, for control. I have I have in my journal so many times when God's told me, God has told me, uh, Felicia and God can't be in control at the same time. We don't always recognize that we are struggling to hold on to things, but God has to remind us and he does it in a very gentle way if we're open to it, you know, and after a while, if we still try to continue to do things our way and lead, he can and will allow painful situations. Well, situations that will be painful 
to where you still will have a choice to allow him to lead or you will continue down that path of trying to make things happen for yourself and on your own. And I've just learned it's just a lot better when we yield to him. It doesn't always feel good, but it's a continuous push to allow God to lead as we are guided and as we obey who and what he is and what he is telling us to do. Okay. So um, we know that many times our need for control stems from life, you know, past disappointments, people who betrayed us, people who have hurt us and just life in general. And it all leads to not believing that others can care for us or love us the way we need to be. Um, Especially if we feel that we have loved others, you know, in a way that we really just wanted the same love back. We have to be careful when we allow that because it opens the door for fear of failure, fear of the unknown, fear of men and women, relationships. I mean, it moves us into a place of honestly not being able to truly trust in God, even though we think and we say that we do. So this control thing can really get out of hand and it can really open up some areas in our lives that we really don't have time for (laughs) and that it would really just be an easier route Um, If we didn't. So, and I'll tell you this, and this is pertaining to purpose. There is no way that you can walk in your God-given purpose without yielding and giving up complete control to God Um, because God isn't half in and half out. We can't obey some of the things that he's telling us to do and just ignore or refuse to yield to him in other areas. You know, that's that's really big. So today I just wanted to dive into a couple of signs that you may be struggling with, um, with control, some ways that you can kind of gauge yourself to see if you're struggling with with control. I'm going to give you a, a few scriptures or tips even on how to give God full control. Understand that it doesn't happen overnight. Especially if you're, God has to first heal us. Healing takes time. It's not always instant. It's kind of like when you, you know, break an arm or break a limb. Yes, they, the doctors will, you know, put the bone back in place and wrap you up, but it still takes time for you to be healed. So the biggest advice I can give you on that is be patient with yourself. Um, none of us got here in this moment overnight with the habits and the ways that we have. So be patient with yourself. Be conscious of the decisions that you make. And I truly believe that with God, we all have the opportunity and the capacity to change things around, okay? So number one, signs that you may be struggling for control. Making plans based solely on your intellect or the way we think things should go without any wisdom from God. So when we just make plans, you know how in school we're taught make a one-year plan, five-year plan, 10-year plan, and we go strictly off of intellect or we go strictly off of what we're hearing from the news. And we never consult God on which way we should actually be going. This is a clear sign of control. We don't call it that, but if you aren't consulting him on which way to go. That is exactly um, what it is. And it could be that the way you're going is the way he wants you to go, but there will always be some type of acknowledgement, privately, publicly, uh, whatever, um, when God is leading you. 
you know, in Proverbs 21, two says people may be right in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their hearts. People may be right in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their heart. The plans that we make may seem completely normal, may seem completely right, good, no possible issue. But I have learned over the years that just because it's a good plan doesn't necessarily mean it's God's plan. And we're shifting from a time of just being good and average and the norm to what God considers the norm for his chosen ones, for his people, people that listen to him, people that are going to be obedient to him. Okay, I'm going to stop because I'm getting ahead of myself. (laughs) Okay, number two, mistrusting and suspicious of everybody, just paranoid. If everyone you encounter, you are suspicious and mistrusting of everybody. That is a serious sitch call or cry out that you reach, we truly need God to heal your heart. Okay. You suspicious of everybody, no matter what, many times that could stem from someone in the past. This could stem from someone that you're talking to right now, reminding you of someone from the past, paranoid of everybody. And see, it creates a life where you're so isolated and you're so suspicious of everyone that no one can like get to you. You know, there's no room for intimacy of any kind, not sexual, but just being able to go deeper with people. You never get to your purpose if you mistrust everybody. Um, Because what's crazy, the very ones that you're mistrusting could be the very ones that God wants to use to actually open you up, not just bless you, but place you into a season or a lifestyle where you really are abundantly blessed. Um, But that's going to be a block for you if you are suspicious of everything and everybody. So we have to be in a position to allow and ask God to renew our minds, to heal our hearts in those areas. If names are coming up right now, as I'm speaking, these, these are people that you have issues with. And it's not to take it to them first. I would take it to God first and then allow him to lead and guide you based on that. Okay. Number three, having a shallow view and relationship with God. You only speak of God or think of him when it's time to go to church, when you're thinking about going to church or when something catastrophic happens, but you never really connect, you know, with God long-term. There are certain scriptures that mean so much more when you are allowing God to lead your entire life, like a lifestyle versus when you are only going to God because you got a bad doctor's report, you know, or you heard that someone in your family is ill and now you're just crying out for God for that specific situation. God doesn't just want us to connect with him for projects for healing projects, uh, for financial projects. He wants us to connect with him relational-wise for life. That's what it's about. And so what you're going to start, well, we've already started to see, but as this year continues, for those of you who are not taking him seriously, all I can do is strongly urge you to reconsider that position because the worst thing is to have an unexpected phone call And then not be completely sure that God hears you, not be completely trusting that God can take control of that thing and have it handled because you feel guilty for not spending time with God. That is the worst feeling in the world. And unfortunately, there are those who are about to experience that. But I just pray that many of you will take heed. And if you haven't been doing it, repent. 
and start spending time with God to where you really can truly say that he is in control and that you're being led and guided and not just wandering through life, hoping and wondering if your prayers were really heard by God. Okay. Number four, not obeying God's promptings because you don't know where they lead. That's the fear of unknown. That's also not having a strong enough relationship with God to where you trust him. You know, people kill me. They'll say, I trust and I believe in God. And I was like, okay, well, what happened in your prayer time? And they can't tell me anything. That tells me a lot about your relationship with God. Because there's no way you just going to openly trust anybody, especially if you've been hurt in the past by anybody without spending time with him. You've got to spend time with God to where you know his voice. You're a parent. You know the cries of your children. Your children know the tone in your voice. They know when you're angry. They know when you're happy. They know when you're upset. They know when you are worried. That's called intimacy. That's called taking the time out to pay attention to what makes the other person or the, or the other entity happy and sad. That's relationship. Yes, reading the word of God is vital and important. God is the word, but you still have to have an open ear and heart to see what he's doing in your life day to day. You still have to be able to have that spiritual connection because when you're watching that physical connection on on TV, the news, and with everything that's going on that's so negative and just that just seems so catastrophic, you've got to be able to have an open relationship to remind you of the promises that God has has given you and the promises that he's given me. Sometimes I have to remind myself what he told me just after watching news for about 20 minutes. And I'm going to say this again, don't, don't spend so much time watching the news that you negate your time with God. The news is reporting what is happening physically. God wants to give you what's happening spiritually right now and what is to come, as well as what has happened in the past. The news can't give you that. They're only giving you what's actually physically happening or what has the potential to happen, okay? Number five, laying out plans for the rest of your life without asking God to order your steps. Um, and I was thinking about Proverbs 16, nine, the heart of man, the heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. We can plan all day and night. Um, and, and we should, uh, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with planning, but don't be so tied down to what you think and how you think it's going to happen that you miss that still quiet voice trying to lead and guide you into which way that plan is going to manifest. Okay. That is, that's another big key. So I just wanted to hit some of the things that we struggle with when we have control issues. I'll say it like that. Um, and now how to give God full control. Um, I've said this repeatedly. I, you can't get away from spending time with him. It, it builds that trust and that bond between you and God. It helps you to be more aware of his presence throughout the day. You know, you may start off just speaking to him five minutes a day, and then that may grow into 15 minutes a day. But what's going to start happening is you're actually going to start to, your ears are going to open and be more, you're going to become more open on how God speaks to you and how he shows you different things and how he shows you who and what he is, even through other people and other situations. And one of my favorite scriptures, 
scriptures is Psalm 46, 10, where it says, be still and know that I am God. Some of us have a problem being still. And it's completely different from how the world tells you, you have to work from sunup to sundown. You all have to always be busy. You have to always be doing things. And we feel like when we're busy and we're always moving and moving and shaking that we're actually accomplishing things. And you can be busy and be absolutely doing nothing productive towards the direction that God wants you to go in. Okay. So always keep in mind when you start to get anxious, when the fear tries to start creeping in, when the worry and just despair starts to try to creep in your mind and your heart, take a step back and remind yourself of Psalm 4610 when he said, be still and know that I am God. Okay. Number two, obeying his instruction. This word obey, I can't tell you how much better the world would be if we all would just simply obey God's simple instructions. Instead of trying to do things in our own strength, instead of trying to do things that we were told to do, that, that our parents taught us to do, that may not be working in where God is trying to take us, obey his instruction. Isaiah 119, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. So even when everything looks completely in shambles, you will eat the good of the land because God will cover and protect you. When this pandemic first hit, I think I've said this before. I know one of the things that I was listening out to God for was, okay, how do I pray? What do you want me to pray about this thing? And I was really shocked that not one time did he say, okay, pray against COVID-19. Pray that it would disappear. All of my prayers, you all, were I am here and I'm going to get you through it. And he took me to Psalm 91. I think I've shared this with you before. You have got to know the times and seasons that you are in. Um, always ask God, no matter what is going on in the world, what's going on in your life, God, show me what you are doing. Because God's protection and covering come when we obey what he's telling us to do. I know some people will try to stand on the scripture when he says, name it and claim it because they want to go out and, and get their nails done and go out and kick it. Your covering is not in you kicking it. Your covering is doing what he's telling you to do. So when you start hearing God say, you need to be saving, you need to have storage, um, three to six months worth of food supply. That's not a God that's telling you that things are about to go back to normal anytime soon. So you need to take heed to his guidance. We're real good, again, control. We're real good on telling God what we want to see, what we want to do, where we want to go. I want to go to the high school. I want to go to the, to the graduation party the other night. But what did God tell you to do? What season did he tell you to do? If he tells you that you're covering and you are safe in your home, and other than the store, that's the only place you need to be, you would be wise to do that. There's blessings in and obedience. There are curses and at times fatal situations when we don't obey. And we all have heard the stories of entire families having birthday parties and celebrations where two, three, five, 10 relatives ended up getting COVID-19. And it's really interesting because I think that's how curses happen in our family lines as well. We mean well. We would never think that those who love us really intend or to mean to hurt us. And, and I truly believe they don't. 
But it's not about how you feel. It's about obedience and it's about what God has said and what he's told you to do. So please keep that obedience one before you every day because we're seeing the hearts of people. We're seeing who really is not taking this thing seriously. Many of us have have opportunity. Many of you have opportunities even with your family members um, because we have kind of been secluded um, in our own homes where you are you actually have the opportunity to seriously deal with some serious family issues where when we had the the sports going full blast when we had everyone was working outside the home and going to school outside the home you could ignore what was right under your roof where right now you seriously have an opportunity to deal with some things this is the best time to go ahead and deal with them and not ignore them telling you This is the perfect time. Ask God to lead and guide you into what needs to be exposed and come to light in your family, in your household. What is secret that needs to be revealed? Okay, number three, allow God to heal you from people and situations that may have broken your spirit and or your heart. Um, And one of my favorite scriptures for this is Psalm 147, three, he heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. One of the reasons that we hold on to control so strongly is because we have been hurt and broken and we don't ever want to experience that level of pain again. But the problem is because we still have cracks in our heart, we can't fully see or operate to the best of what God, what and how God wants us to see things, to see the world. And so we're going to miss out on some things because we can't see it the way God sees it. We can't see it the way God sees it because we're not whole. We're not whole because we're brokenhearted. So we have to take time to go to God and say, Hey, I'm broken. I'm hurt. I'm still, I still have feelings about this person and how they did me wrong. And I need you to heal me. I need you to make me whole so that I can see and so that I can move forward in my life and everything that you have laid out and designed me to do and to be. Okay. Number four, forgive yourself for making mistakes and know it's okay to not know everything. If you have ever struggled with perfectionism, and Lord, I can throw up both my hands on this one. I think I still struggle sometimes, but at least I'm becoming more aware that this is an issue for me. You have to forgive yourself for the mistakes you've made. Whether you made them intentionally or not, you have to forgive yourself because if you don't, you're going to always have that condemnation on your shoulder and never think that you're good enough. When Jesus has already said that he's, he's already died on the cross for all of our sins, but you can't fully grasp that if you're still holding on to a mistake you made in the past. Give it to God, let it go so you can move forward. Okay. And number five, sometimes daily, I know I had to do this, especially when I first started connecting with God and trying to grow that relationship and really find out who he was for myself. Y'all, I would have to just continue to speak that I am not in control. Felicia is not in control. And I give full control And I yield to God and to the plans of God for my life and for the life of, for my life and for the lives of my family members. And even for, really just for every area of my life. You may have to start speaking that even when you're still in control. And eventually you'll start, the words that you're speaking will actually start to get in your heart. It'll probably be a battle for a second because you're not really going to realize how much control you were really in. And how much you really struggle with this word called control. But that's a good thing. 
we've got to at least be able to pay attention and see what what it is we're actually dealing with. Um, you can't deal with what we're not willing to confront. So we've got to be able to confront that. And it's okay that you don't get it right the first or second time. God is looking at our hearts. He's looking to see who is trying to change, who's trying to get closer to him and ultimately really trust him and allow him to lead and to guide us. Okay, so that was... Let me see. Okay, so that was my last point for today anyway about this thing with control. This word has been on my mind for about a month now. And so, um, like I said, I wanted to end this reset piece with the word control because without allowing God to lead it, to lead you, to lead your life, it's gonna become very difficult over the next couple of months when you start to see that what you were once used to relying on how you were planning everything out without his intake, um, without his wisdom and without his guidance, how that ultimately can and will hurt you if you don't start to take a step back and allowing God to lead you. So I just wanted to come in here real quick and give you give you these little points. And I look forward to talking to you very soon. You all have a great week. Be safe, be vigilant. Just be meditating and paying more attention on the decisions that you make. You have a great week. Love you. Bye. Mm-hmm.